Hello, Digital Cathedral family. Brace yourselves for an awe-inspiring journey on Don Keithley's podcast. Take a seat, find your comfort, and let's plunge into the heart of the divine. Settle in as we delve into the June 4th message, One Gift, One Giver, a feast for your spirit. Good morning, Digital Cathedral family. Glad you're with me once again on this Sunday morning. If you have your Bible handy, we're going to begin over in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 19. And while you're turning over there, let me just welcome all of you that may be here for the very first time this morning. It's always good to have brand new people at the Digital Cathedral. We hope that you uh, experience the warmth and the love of God this morning and the fellowship of those that are also viewing. Feel free to leave comments. Make sure you subscribe and hit the like button. The subscribe and the like really help us with our logarithms with, with YouTube so that when a subject is brought up, if we have a lot of likes and we have a lot of subscribers, it brings us up in view for other people. So it kind of helps us to grow organically what we're doing here at the Digital Cathedral. So I appreciate you doing that. All right, let's begin over in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 19. Very familiar verse of scripture. And it's a, it's a verse that I would say is a good verse to sit on the back porch and meditate some evening. Just think about it. Chew on it, roll it over, and see what the Father says to you. All right. <clears throat> so we're going to look this morning at the abundance that he gives us through a lot of different ways and means and channels, and hope we give some revelation and some insight that will benefit you in your journey. All right, Philippians chapter 4, <clears throat> excuse me, in verse 19 says, and I like the way Paul puts this to begin with. He says, and my God, that's it. He's talking, he said, I'm, I'm talking from experience here. I'm going to give you some insight from what I know to be true. And my God, he says, shall supply all of your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Now let, let that sink in. My God shall supply all of your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Now, I want you to notice in that verse that he doesn't put any stipulation or condition on the supply. He doesn't say you have to be living this way, you have to keep these rules, these laws, these regulations, you have to make sure that your faith is strong, that your prayer life is up to date, and then God will supply your need. He didn't put any stipulations to put any regulations on it. And I want you to also notice that he says, my God shall supply all of your need. Singular, not plural. Ask your friends to, to quote that verse. Start it for them. Most Christians know that verse well. And here's what they'll say. You, you, you just start it for them. You say, and my God shall, and let them complete it. And I'll guarantee you, most everyone is going to say this. And my God shall supply all of your needs. They're going to make it plural rather than singular. Because they think that they have many needs when that's not what Paul's saying. What Paul is saying is that you have only one need, right? And here's what that need is. That need is to know and to function in the truth that within each of us, within each of us lies the capability to bring into the visible material world from the Father's riches in glory which is in the invisible dimension, the invisible world, the real world, to bring in from his riches in glory 
an abundance of every good thing that you need or you desire. Do you understand that? My God shall meet all of your need. So what you and I have got to learn to do is to pull from this world that is within us, this supply that is within us. Every person has the capability to pull from within to without. All right, let me give you another verse of scripture this morning. Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 7. I'm going to make three strong statements this morning, and I'll point them out as we go, because I want you really to grab onto this today. This, this will change your life if you listen all the way to the end. I don't cut out after 15, 20 minutes. If you have to come back and pick up on it, but I want you to get the entire teaching this morning because this is going to change you. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 7 says, But to each one of us grace was given. All of us have been given grace, that favor of God. Nobody is in disfavor from the Father. Each of us has been given grace. How much grace do we have? We have grace according, listen to the way he puts it, according to the measure of Christ's gift. His gift is to meet all of your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And grace is the channel through which every good thing flows. And it flows to the measure that you put on the gift of Christ. How big do you measure the gift of Christ? Some people measure the gift of Christ to only uh, give them a ticket to heaven, save them. Uh, some have a measure of Christ's gift to only keep them out of hell when they die. That's a, that's a very small measure. That's not putting a just measure on the gift that he's given to us. Now, I hope here at the Digital Cathedral, we continually expand your perception and concept of this gift of Christ. When you understand grace, the finished work, unconditional love, inclusion, all those things that we cover here, your right identity, authentic identity, it increases the perception that you have of the gift that Christ has given. So grace Grace is the channel through which it flows internally to external. The outer visible man has no need but what the internal, invisible man can supply. And it comes through the riches of the glory of Christ Jesus. So the Father in you not only gives you good gifts, but I want you to catch this. The Father not only gives you good gifts, but in reality, he's the gift himself. The giver and the gift are one. So when you have him, you have all things. Where does he live? He lives within you. If, if the one who has an inexhaustible supply lives in you, then doesn't it just stand a reason that the inexhaustible supply that he has is within you. So now we're, we're, we're ready to begin to think about how do we begin to move this inexhaustible supply from within to without because the Father is always ready. He's always ready as the creator to manifest himself to us for anything that we need through us. Now, I don't know if you've ever considered this. I cannot prove this from Scripture. But here's, my, here's what I think. Now, you can, you can take it or leave it. But here's what I think. 
Everything that you and I will ever need has already been created. It was created in six days. Now, whether those six days are six literal days, 6,000 years, 6 million years, doesn't really matter. <clears throat> the point I want to make is everything that you will ever need has already been created. It's just in that real realm, in the, 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 the real dimension, which is invisible. Do you remember Paul said, we don't look at the things that are seen, we look at the things that are unseen? So when we're talking about Philippians 4.19, learning how to tap into this inexhaustible supply that is within you, which is the only need that you have, is to be able to begin to do that. I think you can work this. I, I, this is, I'm not going to give you a formula. I'm not going to give you a one, two, three step. Because this is something that you begin to take up with the Father who lives within you. But I do want to make three points this morning that when you're on the back porch, meditating on Philippians chapter 4, verse 19, letting that take root within you, accepting it as absolute truth. I want to give you three points to ponder this morning when you're back there thinking about it. All right, point number one is this. The manifestation of what we're talking about this morning, of you being able to tap into this inexhaustible supply that Paul promised that our God would draw on to meet every need and desire that we have, the manifestation of this depends on us receiving and fully recognizing revelation truth when it comes to us. In other words, he speaks and we listen. Now let me repeat that first point again. Manifestation of what we're talking about this morning depends on receiving and recognizing revelation or spiritual truth, revelation truth, when it comes to you. Now, it comes to you like this. He speaks, you listen. That's, that's the tree of life. That's how you eat at the tree of life. You respond to what he says. Tree of the knowledge of good and evil is you may hear him, but then you begin to discern. Is this, don't want to do this, don't want to do this. Is this right? Is this wrong? Should I go left? Should I go right? Is it really him speaking? You try, you try to evaluate it within your own self, within your own thinking. There's no evaluation. When he speaks revelation truth, you listen and you respond. Now, here's a good example. Galatians chapter 1. If you're, if you're new to the digital cathedral, you'll find I use a lot of scripture. I have a lot to say about scripture but I think it's an extremely valuable book and it contains tremendous revelation and insight, but it all comes through, uh, through the voice of the Spirit to you. Now watch, watch how Paul, Paul utilizes exactly what I'm talking about. When he, received, when he received revelation, spiritual truth, he listened, he responded. Galatians chapter 1, verse 11. Paul says, but I would make known to you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached by me is not according to man. For I neither received it from a man, nor was I taught it. This, man, this is the good truth right here. When this comes to you, you're gonna, you, you'll grab onto it and nobody can talk you out of it. When you grab onto something that nobody has taught you, that you didn't read in a book. And those are all good things. I'm not opposed to those. I listen to, to teachers. I read books. I read wide. I read deep. But when something begins to come to you, and we're talking about this revelation truth right now, if we're going to tap into Philippians chapter 4, verse 19, we need to really understand that we have to get a, a revelation 
of the supply that is within us. And the only need that we have is to tap into that supply. He said, I, I, I didn't get it according to man, for I didn't get it from man, nor was I taught it. Watch. But it came through the revelation of Jesus Christ, who is the gift giver. And he lives within you. The Father lives within you. The Father through the Son and the Spirit all reside within you. They're actively speaking to you. They continually talk. So when he talks, here's what we want to do. When he, when he reveals, when he shows us something, we want to grab hold of it and it will become a life source. And once that, when, once that revelation is here, and this is what I'm trying to get across, once you see it for yourself, once revelation hits, you can pull on that revelation anytime and it, it, it becomes you. That word becomes your flesh. See, Jesus was the word made flesh. We are flesh that by revelation are becoming conformed into the image of the word that was made flesh. So in reality, our flesh is becoming word. The point is this, when you see it, you'll own it. And when you own it, it cannot be taken away from you. Now, I, I'm not sure about why it, it, it seems to me that some of us can grab some things easier than others. We get revelation of something easier than others. Um, I, I'm not sure why that happens. Some of us can catch the revelation of grace much easier than others or of unconditional love or the, the, the fact there's no separation between you and the Father, or healing. There's all kinds of revelation the Father is pouring out today, and it seems like, now, grace was easy for me to grab onto. When I got the revelation of grace, I owned it. That became life to me. That became truth to me. And there's nobody that can talk me out of, of the depth that I see in grace. And the fact that I don't think you can ever exhaust your revelation and understanding of grace. Paul said it'd take the ages to come. I know people, I have friends that they think they've outgrown grace. They've got the whole thing figured out in three, four years. That's impossible. They haven't really got the revelation. The Father through the Son in the Spirit reveals these things, and as he reveals them, listen closely, as he reveals them to you and you grab them for yourself, they begin to well up inside. And when revelation wells up inside, you're able to meet a need. Now, when I know that it seems like Philippians 4.19, we tend to think of that in terms of finances. My God shall meet all of your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. At, at least in my thinking, I used to always kind of associate that with finances, but it's not restricted to finances, what your need is. Some of you have emotional needs, physical needs, uh, all kinds of, whatever the need is. He didn't put a, he didn't put a stipulation on it. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't say that this, this need is excluded because he said there's only one need. And once you get the, the giver, you got the gift. See, they're the same. I'm going to say that several times this morning because I, I, want, I want it to really dawn on you I want, to, I, want to, I want the light to come on for you to see that the one that is dwelling within you is the need meter. He, is the need, he meets every need that you have according to his riches in glory, and he has an unlimited resource to draw upon. 
So it wells up within us and it becomes a life force for us that you can manifest. You get a, for example, you get a, a revelation of unconditional love. That love's going to fill you. It's going to flood you. And you're going to be a, a love dispenser everywhere that you go. You get, a, you get a revelation of healing. Your body's healed. You see him as the healer. You, you're not going to have any hesitancy to be able to tell other people, my God will meet your need of healing according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. The same Father who is grace, the same Father who's love, the same Father that's holiness and health, becomes that to us and through us through the same process. Now, here's the process. Now, I don't, want to, I don't want to put this in. I used to teach all kinds of steps. I was big on one, two, three, A, B, C. I don't want to do that. But I do want you to see that there, there seems to be a, a progression of how this revelation dawns upon us that becomes life and becomes a source that we can draw on to meet our needs. All right. First thing is you see it. That's the revelation of truth. You see it. And man, once you see it, you, you cannot unsee it. I'm, I'll guarantee, guarantee you that. Once you see it, then you embrace it. You, you grab onto it for yourself. And once you see it and embrace it, you know what? You will believe it. Believing is not, is not some kind of effort or work that you have to put out. I, 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 I can tell you from experience, and most of you have experienced the same thing. When, you, when he shows you something and you embrace it, say, okay, I got it. I, I see it for myself. You believe it. And once you embrace it, see it, and believe it, then you have no difficulty in speaking it with words out your mouth. I think sometimes we try to express it in words before we actually see it, embrace it, and believe it. All right? that, that's why I see that as, as a process, at least in my experience. Most revelation truth that I, that I really hold on to that have made a tremendous difference in my life, that, that is that source of inexhaustible riches from Christ that meets my needs, have come through that process of I see it, I embrace it, I believe it, and then I can speak it. The things I teach at the Digital Cathedral and that I teach Wednesday night at the Secret Place have all come through that process. So what, what I feel I'm ministering is life, not, not something that I gin up or I've read in a book. A lot of things I teach I've read in a book, but reading in a book does not put life to it. What puts life to it is when you see it for yourself. I think that's why Paul said, you know, the truth that I'm giving you, the gospel that I'm teaching, the grace that I, I've been able to reveal, it didn't, I didn't get it from a man. Nobody taught it to me. It came by a revelation, watch, a revelation of Jesus Christ. The bigger you see the gift, to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of the gift of Christ. So I said, the bigger you see the gift, the more grace you have. The more grace you have, the more you see. The more you see, the more you'll embrace, the more you'll believe, and the more you'll be able to speak and integrate it into your life. Do you understand that? Now, you may need to go back and listen to that several times. Extremely important. Revelation reveals to us that he's our sufficiency in all things. 
when you get a revelation in an area, he becomes sufficiency for you in that area, right? His very nature is to be all things that we need, all things that we desire. Hope you're tracking with me this morning. I know I'm moving fast. I'm pouring a ton of truth and revelation out this morning. But I'm telling you what, it's solid. It's good stuff. Let me say this again. Revelation reveals to us that he is the sufficiency in all things. Again, he's the, he not only gives the gift, he's the giver. The one that meets all your need according to his riches dwells within you. He is the gift. He is the giver. All right, and there's no limit to it. All right, let me, let me just read another verse. Paul really got handle. Paul got such a great handle on this stuff. Second uh, Corinthians chapter nine. 2 Corinthians chapter nine and verse eight. And I think Paul, you know, Paul was speaking out of his own experience on this. Now watch how he. I love the way he builds on this. He said, and God is able to make all grace abound towards you. Right? I said that grace is the pipeline. As he makes all grace abound toward you, all grace abound towards you, look at what it will do. You will have all sufficiency in all things. Again, you receive all things by grace. You can't receive anything by faith that grace has not already given. And grace, Peter said, has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Everything. It comes back to Philippians 4.19. He's already met your need. He's already created. It has already existed in the non-visible non dimension. And so we're learning now how, how to move it into where we can actually use it and tap into it. Grace abound toward you that you may have sufficiency in all things and that you may have an abundance for every good work. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to this abundance for every good work in the third thing, the third point I want to give you this morning. But I just wanna I just drop that seed in there. Grace abounds towards you, giving you all sufficiency that you have abundance for every every good work. So what he's saying is there's no limit to supply. The only, the only limit to supply is what we put on it with our minds, right? I, I believe, you know, somebody said, I believe you, I believe he loves me, but I'm not sure he can heal me. The reason we say that is because we have a revelation of love, truth, and it's become part of us, but we haven't gotten the same revelation of, of healing, but it comes through the same process. <clears throat> so how do you see it? The best way that I know how to see it is to spend time with him alone, meditating and pondering, taking scripture, for example, and rolling it over and over. Take scripture that talks about healing. Take the examples that Jesus manifested in healing other people and just chew on it until you own it. And once you see it, you'll embrace it, man. And once you embrace it, you'll believe it. And once you believe it, you say it and nobody can take it from you. Now, I, I, I will say again, it's easier for us to take, <clears throat> take the truth of this in some areas than in others. But there's no limit to us except what we put on our mind and what we're willing to spend the time to be able to grab onto it. Right? For example, Mark, 11, chapter, Mark chapter 11, verse 24. Very familiar scriptures. I like to use familiar scriptures because I think what it does then, it helps us to see 
the truth of it without trying to figure out if we believe the scripture or not. <laughs> Mark chapter 11, verse 24 says this, For assuredly I say to you, assuredly, not hopefully, not wishing, assuredly, Jesus said, I say to you, whosoever says to this mountain, be removed, cast into the sea, does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things that he says will be done, he shall have whatever he says. Now, verse 24, this is the verse I want you to get. Therefore, or the conclusion of it, I say to you, whatsoever things you ask when you pray, believe. Believe. All right, now you got to back it up. You can't believe what you're not embracing. And you cannot embrace what you don't see by revelation. See, what we've tried to do is to hop straight to the believing. And we've made believing a work. I, I didn't mean to do it for years, but I taught believing was something that you had to, you had to do. No, believing is not something you have to do. Believing is a natural result of seeing. And once you see, you believe, right? So it comes through that, that revelation. You see it. You embrace it. You believe it. And then you're able to possess it. You say it. He shall believe that you receive them and you will have them. So he's working somewhat the same progression in that 24th verse of Mark chapter 11. He's trying to say the only limitation you got is what you put on it with your mind. So did you, did you see that in the verse? There's no stipulation, no limit, no condition. He just said you, whatever, whatever you can believe for. Whatever you see. Let me put it another way. Romans chapter 8. I'm going to hit this from so many different directions this morning. You're not going to be able to, to, to move around it. So I'm being, I'm being what I call very legal. I'm using scripture. Because most of us are very familiar. We base on scripture. Show me in the scripture. All right, here you go. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him freely give us all things? So he's saying the gift and the giver are the same. He gives you the gift, which is Jesus. And by giving you the greater gift, the lesser things automatically come along with it. See, if I, if I give you a million dollars, a hundred dollars automatically comes with it. If, you need, I, if I give you a million dollars and you need a hundred, you automatically got it. When he gives us the giver, which is Christ, he gives him to us the million dollars, then the little things that we need, our needs met, the hundred dollars are automatically there. Can you see that? When you get him, you got all things. He's the giver, and he's the gift. So you've, you've tapped into that in some areas already, and you've learned that it wasn't by works, it wasn't by effort, it was by revelation by seeing. Then you embraced it, then you believed it, then you begin to say it, and your eyes opened. You saw it. Nobody could take it away from you. You begin to walk it out, and progressively it got stronger. See, all, the, all revelation is progressive. If you get just a little bit of revelation on something and you begin to embrace it, it will grow. 
My conception of grace has grown beyond. That's why I say I don't think you can reach it. I haven't reached the limits of it yet because I haven't, I haven't boxed it in and said, okay, this is the sum totality of what grace is or what love is or what inclusion is. So this works in every area the same way that we appropriate it. He gives not according to our need. He gives according to his riches in glory. He gives according to the supply that he has. And I'm telling you what, my daddy has deep pockets. Can you grab that? And I'm going somewhere with this, so you better stay with me. I'm going somewhere with this this morning. My daddy has deep pockets. In fact, Paul said this in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. This might be a Keithley paraphrase. But he said, my father is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all that you could ask or think. Now, I don't know about you, but I can think a lot more than I have the boldness to ask for. Because your thoughts are not limited in what you're asking could be limited for. But the point is this. He, he, if he just did exceedingly would be great. But, and if he just did exceedingly abundantly would be phenomenal. But Paul said he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think. So acquaint yourself. Be, be silent in relationship and fellowship with the one that works in you. The power in you will produce exceedingly abundantly above. All right, so you got it? Number one, we need to get the revelation truth on this. And then we begin to listen and we begin to do. All right, number two, thought number two. Now, number two and number three are really important. I'm just building on number one. Drop the paper here that I may want to draw on. I'm not sure yet. Number two, our Father is more than the supplier who moves on someone to divide with you what they have. Now, I'm going to have to explain that. Our Father is more than the supplier who moves on somebody else to give you some of what they got. <laughs> Man, I, who have we not all been guilty about that, thinking somebody's going to come along and help us? Somebody's going to come along and give us what we need. Somebody's going to come along with a touch, with a word, with a dollar. Somebody's going, to, somebody's going to be our source. No, that's not how he works. Because if the Father was dependent on moving on somebody else to come and give you, divide with you what they have, then he would be limited to what the source is that somebody else has. And he's not limited to that. He's not limited to the supply that somebody else must come to give to you. The Father is the supplier. Remember, he's the gift. He's the giver. So the, the, what he can give, we just read, what he can give is dependent on how big the giver is. He gives us by grace according to the measure we put on the gift of Christ. Father is the supplier, and he gives out of the riches that he has in glory. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to draw a couple quick illustrations. Remember Elisha in the Old, Old Covenant, Old Testament? He went to the widow's house, and she was starving. There's a famine in the land. She's starving. He asks her for uh, lunch, and she says, man, I don't have anything. I got just a little bit of oil, a little bit of meal. Uh, I'm going to make a, a, a biscuit for my son and I, and then we're going to starve to death. Elisha says, you go, 
bring what you got. And the end story was there started to be a flow of oil and meal that there was no end to. Remember Jesus with the loaves and the fish. The little boy had five loaves, two fish. Jesus got about 20,000 people sitting out there. Somewhere in that number. Number's irrelevant. Jesus takes the five loaves of two fish, <clears throat> and there's an inexhaustible supply that begins to come. Now, in both the case of Elisha and Jesus, the, the need was not met in totality by what somebody gave to them. It was a starting point. It was a starting point. And most of us get a paycheck or... You know, there's, there's a little supply that comes from somewhere. And the Father may well use that to multiply. See, I think, I think the point, point of Elisha and Jesus is this. I think that sometimes we limit our need being met by the Father if he's able to have somebody else come and meet the need for us. Right? Maybe, maybe you run a business. And so you think, man, if I just had more clients, more had more customers. That's not really your, what, the solution to your problem. Solution to your problem is revelation from him on how to operate and run your business and what to do to, to increase the profit of your business. See, I, I used to pray for more members to come into the church. That wasn't really what I needed, see, because more members meant this and automatically meant that. And so everything we needed, we met. We just get more. No, that's not. That was not what I needed. What I needed was revelation and strength and power from the Father, who was already within me, wanting to supply whatever I thought I needed. Now, in most cases, the supply does not come from something already that is manifesting itself. See, the supply will come as new and increased manifestation of substance from the omnipotent giver himself. Now, he may begin with a little bit that you got. Remember that old commercial, a little dab will do you? He might begin with just a little dab that you have, but a little dab will do you in his hands. So what I'm, I'm getting across this morning is this. We're free from wants. We're free from needs. We're free from short supply of healing. We're free from short supply of finances, whatever it is we have, because the giver and the gift lies within you. And so we're living this, this faith life of Christ. We're living the Christ is us life. And we're beginning to learn to take that as our abundance. And I can't stress enough the need to stay still in his presence. And back to, back to point number one, manifestation depends on renewing and fully recognizing revelation as it comes, all right? That's eating from the tree of life. That's where the direction comes from. That's where, that's where uh, the knowledge will come from. And it will come, it'll, it'll probably do one of two ways. Now, here's what I found. I feel like Paul this morning. He said, my God shall meet all your need. He was confident because he had, he had experienced it. I've experienced it time and time and time again. And what I'm teaching you this morning, what I, what I have learned, what I've seen, is that when I eat from the tree of life, it'll, it'll, it'll begin to manifest one of two ways. It will either lead me to what I need, or it will bring to me what I need. 
<clears throat> now, both, both things happened in the life of Jesus. Remember, he needed tax money. So the father led him to a fish with a coin in its mouth. There were other things, like the loaves and the fish, that the father brought the miracle, the manifestation to him. So that's either he will take you to it or bring it to you. Now listen very closely. This is number three. This is, this is really important. All right, so far here's what I've established. Let me just, this is the paper I dropped. First point was this. Manifestation depends on us receiving and fully recognizing revelation truth. In other words, he speaks, we listen. We will. We will first see it, then we will embrace it, we'll believe it, and then we begin to speak it. We possess it. Number two, our Father is more than the supplier who moves on someone to divide with us what they have. In other words, the Father is not dependent on somebody, on a person meeting your need. He's taken that responsibility himself. He's taken the initiative to meet your need. So since he's taken the responsibility to meet your need, he's the one I want to look to and not some person. I'm not asking him to send a person across my path. If that's what he chooses to do, that's fine. There's a, there's a, there's a, lot, of, there's a lot of channels that it can flow through, but there's one source. There's one supply. He is the supplier. He can come through a lot of different ways. A lot of different rivers can flow to you, right? Now, number three, listen, this is really important. Listen very closely. This is a kingdom truth. Number three, I want to drop this on you heavy. All abundance in manifesting through you is given to you for ministry to other people. Now, Pastor, I thought you just said that we don't look to other people. We don't. The Father may use you, however, as his, his riches in glory to meet a need of somebody, and it will come out of your abundance. If you don't have abundance, you can't meet anybody's need. I don't care how much you want to. If you don't have money, you can't help somebody that has a financial need. If you don't have an abundance of grace, you can't extend grace. If you don't have unconditional love, you can't love the unlovable. Get, get this out of the area of finances. Right? Now, I want, I'm gonna, might want to apply some of it to finances, but my point is this. If you get lazy or you try to retain it all for yourself, whatever it is, the flow of oil the extra fish and loaves are going to cease to manifest. Do you know why they, Elisha and Jesus produced so much that it was a, they could feed a multitude? All right. They realized that nothing was theirs. <laughs> nothing was theirs. Everything belongs to the Father because he's the supplier and the supply. I, I hope you're getting this this morning. Being in union as one with him ensures that we don't have just a checking account with a limited balance in it. You can apply it finances. I don't care what you want to apply it to. 
We don't have just a checking account with a limited balance in it. We have access to the whole bank. Now, if you can accept that, if you can accept that you can tap the whole bank of grace, the whole bank of healing, the whole bank of finances, and that, that, that little paltry sum you have, you don't have to squeeze it and hold on to it. That he is the gift and the giver. You see why I keep saying that? And when the gift and the giver resides within you, you have an unlimited source. According to his riches and glory. Do you think he does not have riches beyond what you're able to think? That's why Paul said he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or think. It's an unlimited source. Healing, love, inclusion, whatever it is, whatever it is you think you need. Whatever he has called you and pointed you in the direction to get done, he has more than enough to make sure that it gets done. It's God that works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. He's not going to ask you to do something that he's not able to provide what it is you need to get it done. If you can grab that, it'll change the way you give. Now, this is a harsh truth. I know, I'll, let me just take the area of finances. A lot of us have come out of abusive situations in church or with ministries that have manipulated and controlled our finances or tried to, and so we have, we have this thorn under our saddle about money and giving. You're going to have to get past that. Grace people should be the biggest givers on the planet because we understand we have access to the bank by grace and not just a checkbook. If you think you got a checkbook, you got to squeeze it to make sure you get everything out of it you need. But when you're able, and if you meditate on the back porch, my God shall supply all of your need according to his riches, and you begin to see the measure of the gift that he has, is by grace, and that when you have the, the gift, when you have the giver, you have the gift, there's, there's no end to it. <clears throat> we're co-workers, we're co-laborers with him. See, I'm not trying to work myself. Oh, I've done so much work by myself, and it never works out very well, believe me. I can tell when I'm working in my own power. It brings weariness, it brings stress, anxiety. I'm wondering if I'll ever get it done, if there'll be enough. But when you co-labor with him, when you, when you, when you have that source with inside, and you, you, you begin to see the revelation, you embrace it, believe it, you got to say it, it becomes part of you. You know what? There's not that weariness that's involved in this. When the Father and I co-labor, there is this continual flow of unlimited divine life that flows that can bless other people. When I come to teach, I'm just teaching out of the abundance of what I possess. Right? That's the only effective, that's the only effective life that we can live before other people is what we truly possess. See, there used to be an old saying that you need to practice what you preach. That's wrong. We need to only preach what we're practicing or only live what we're practicing before other people. I can always tell if I'm working in conjunction with the Father or I'm trying to make something happen myself. And believe me, I've done plenty of both. 
I can tell by the weariness level, the emotional discharge, and the feeling that, man, I can't wait to get this done. I can't wait to complete it. When you're working out of the unforced rhythm of grace, it energizes you. Absolutely energizes you. When I get done teaching at the Digital Cathedral, man, I'm wired. I, I'm so focused in on what I'm doing that when, I'm tur when I turn the camera off, I I've still got a ton of energy. All right? Now, when I've done things myself and in my own power in days gone by, and once in a while I still fall into that, I get tired, I burn out, I'm stressed, wondering if I'm doing this right, if I'm doing it enough. But when you co-labor with him, it keeps that stream of life flowing out of you. He meets your needs according to his riches in glory. He doesn't just meet the need. He gives you abundance. Do you know why you have an abundance of revelation, of truth, of love, of grace? Yes, even finances. It's so that you might be a wise steward and know where to distribute it to others. Are you with me? That stream will carry you along. That stream of more than enough will carry you along. And that's a position where you naturally have enough plus more like Elijah and Jesus had when they had the oil and the fish. Now, I know there's going to be a lot of people that don't understand what I'm teaching that the Father will use as himself to bring into manifestation to meet other people's needs. I know people are not going to get that until they see the revelation. They don't have to be selfish. But I think you people at the Digital Cathedral have an understanding that you can withdraw like Elisha withdrew or Jesus did with the loaves and the fish and you can become an abundant source to somebody else. You can become the riches in glory that the Father uses to meet somebody's need. You can prove him, knowing that he's going to pour out a blessing that will not be contained by a room, no matter how big that room is. Man, I know I've put out a lot this morning. I'm, I'm only like 45 minutes in, but I think I've just about put out all I want to put out this morning. Because it's been so, it's been a lot. All right, let me, let me just hit hit those three three points I want to get across. My God shall meet all your need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. But understand, manifesting depends on us receiving and recognizing revelation truth. And what I mean by that is, He speaks, you listen. That's the tree of life. Our Father's more than the supplier who moves on somebody else to divide with us what they have. He's not dependent on that. He's not limited to that. So don't you be either. And number three, there's an abundance of manifestation through you. And as that abundance of manifestation comes through you, understand it is to meet the needs of other people. Jesus said in Luke chapter 4, he said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me. And he lists about seven or eight things. And they all have to do with the overflow that's coming out of the life of Jesus because of the anointing. The anointing is nothing more than more than enough abundant supply. I'm going to close off with this. Psalm chapter 4 says this, Commune with your heart upon your bed. Be still. 
Be still and know. Be still and trust. Be still and expect. That's how the revelation comes. Point number one. Psalm 62, 1 says, My soul wait in silence for God only, for my expectation is from Him. He alone, my friend, is the supply and the supplier. He alone is the gift and the giver. And I want you to know today, this Sunday, that everything the Father has is yours. Remember what Jesus said, everything the Father has has been given to me and I give to you out of what I have. If he's giving to you out of what he has and he has all that the Father has, you also have tuned in to what all the Father has. Hope some of this made sense. God has prepared us to be a people that live in abundance in every area of life so that we can be a representative of him upon the earth. And when the Father says, give it there, give it there, he says, hold it, hold it. But when he says, you have an abundance of love, let that love pour out. You have an abundance of finances, give to where you're being fed. My God shall meet every need. You don't, you don't need anything. Don't squeeze what you have. <laughs> you don't have a checkbook with a, with a limited amount of money. You got, a, you got the combination to the vault at the bank. And we're beginning to see it and realize it. All right, that's enough for today. Wow. I think I, I, think I backed the truck up and dumped the whole load this morning. But I think we needed to hear it. God bless you. Thank you for being with me. We'll see you Wednesday night at the Secret Place back next Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Central. And we're going to keep moving on. And can I just say this? Thank you for making the journey with me. I couldn't do this without you, without your encouragement, your gifts, your prayers, your likes, your subscribes. God is opening up so many doors to us. And I'm so excited about what we're doing together here at the Digital Cathedral. Thank you for all your positive comments at the end of the teaching. It does a lot to help other people that are coming to look for what you already know. See you next time. God bless. Thanks for lending us your ears. Just a quick reminder. Our Digital Cathedral on YouTube gives subscribers the privilege of a front row seat every week. It's a place where our collective excitement amplifies. If you're ready to give, go to donkeithley.com and click on Donate. Your continuous support propels our growth, and for that, we're immensely grateful. Don't forget to hit that follow button and spread the love by sharing this life-giving message with your friends. Have a week filled with blessings and divine encounters. Until next time, stay in grace.